become misfortune. <laughs> I'm watching you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 33 of Macabre Misfortunes. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Tracy, your voice sounds a little scratchy. Yeah, I know. Sorry if I'm talking and it sounds like I'm speaking through my nose. I'm My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got this from uh, sitting out in that cold football game the other night. Probably that so. That lost on top of it. Yes. But. All right, Tracy. Today's story is sad on so many different levels. First... I will say that I feel so sorry for people that have no one in their lives. I agree. It should never be the case. And that's going to be a driving factor in this episode. So let's go to Houston, Texas. The year is 2015, not that long ago. Mm-mm. Now, normally, we don't do stories like this that are that recent, that will involve tragedies, because we don't want to affect the families. But in this case... As you're going to find, there's really not a whole lot of people to offend uh, or or to upset, I should say, because uh, the young lady we're going to talk about really didn't have any family to speak of okay. or very many friends. So that's why I felt justified in, in being able to do this. Mary Sarudi was 61 years old, and she lived alone with her eight cats. Mary was at the point in her life where... She was about as close as a hermit as one could possibly be. She rarely left the house. She would put tapestries up over her windows just to keep anyone from seeing inside her house. Oh, that's a terrible kind of loneliness. Her neighbors really didn't know anything about her. She never had any visitors, and the only family that she really had, or was known to have had, were some cousins who were really not close to her. Okay. Her parents died before she was even 21 years old. Oh, that's horrible. And the only reason that her neighbors knew her at all is because she joined them in opposing a luxury apartment complex that was planned for the land around her house. And when I say around her house, I literally mean around her house. We'll get into that a little more, but... The project was approved, even though so many people in the neighborhood were against it. And you know how that works. It's all about money. It is, It doesn't really matter what the people want. But Mary refused to sell her property to the developers. So when I say this property was built around her house, basically just picture one side of the road Mm -hmm. and picture an apartment complex that starts at the side of her house goes right around the back of her house and then picks right back up on the other side of her house. Oh, that is so weird. They Why basically they, they basically, well, she wouldn't sell her property, so they just built it around it. They have one little cutout of this apartment where it went back and around, just enough space to leave her house and her property. Hmm. And then it's nothing but apartments completely around it. It's so out of place, it's amazing. I can imagine. Anyways, Mary would go on to document the construction 
uh, as it was built around her house through a bunch of different pictures and comments on social media. And at some point in the summer of 2015, neighbors became alarmed. The grass in Mary's yard had become severely overgrown. Now, sometimes it would, you know, get a little out of hand, like it yeah. does in a lot of people's yards. But this was not typical of the way Mary kept her yard. They also noticed that there were males starting to pile up on her front porch. I'm not sure what the situation was if her mailbox was like on the house, Probably like in a lot of these places, yeah. and maybe they just couldn't fit any more on that, so they were putting it on the porch. I don't know what kept the wind from blowing it away. I'm not sure. Well, you think the mailman would have kind of been like, hey, dude, why ain't you getting your mail? You might have would have thought so, but he maybe knocked on the door or mm-hmm. she knocked on the door with whoever the mail person was, and maybe they didn't get an answer and just said, oh, well, maybe she's on vacation or something. Okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. There was also a broken window in the front of the house. So neighbors obviously were concerned when all these things started adding up. They called police so they could do a wellness check. The police knocked on a door. They didn't get any answer. They looked through the window, and they were not happy with what they saw. What was it? Well, I'll tell you in a second. Police just found out that one of the neighbors actually had a key that Mary had given mm-hmm. in case of a situation like this. Okay. Upon entry, police were hit with a stench of decomposition. The police would find several dead cats in the living room. Oh, poor kitties. In the end, all eight cats were deceased. But there was no sign whatsoever of Mary Cerruti. You think she, she wouldn't have left him there, would she? Well, you wouldn't think, but... They didn't see her. So they call other police officers in to do a thorough search of the property. But still, there was no sign of Mary. So with no sign of Mary, days and days and days went by. They've done a complete check of the house, Mm -hmm. check of the surrounding properties. Nothing has turned up. Now, everybody said the same thing you did. She wouldn't just leave and leave those cats. Right. I wouldn't think she would. But what are you going to do? She's not there. With no Mary, no payments were being made on the mortgage, so the house went into foreclosure, and the home was eventually auctioned off later that year. And we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and then I'll tell you what happened afterwards, and trust me, it's hard to believe. Oh. All right, Tracy, we're going to fast forward to March of 2017, two years after the fact. There's a new owner of the house. He's renovated everything. He gets a call from a, a young couple. You know, he's looking to rent it. And a young couple calls him and says, hey, we would like to rent the place. And we're probably going to stay there for about three years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's music to a landlord's ear. Oh, of course. So he gives them the house. The new couple comes in. They're excited. They're exploring everything. And the man decided of the family that he would check out the attic area. Now, much like our house. It's an attic to where it's got the door, and you pull the door down, and there's a set of steps that you pull down. Correct. He climbs up the steps, and he just gets to the near the top of the steps enough where he's got his head and shoulders above, above, the, above the, the, yeah, the opening, and he's just looking around. And it's pretty dark, but there's a little bit of light coming up there. 
enough to where he saw something that looked kind of weird. He saw a board that appeared to be kind of sticking up. From the the floor? floor? From the floor. Okay. He uses the flashlight on his phone, and he goes up, and he starts walking over towards the area. Get a little bit closer look. As he looks down under the broken board, which now has a visible hole that he's up there, Mm -hmm. there's a gap between two walls on the lower floor. In that gap was what appeared to be a skeleton and a pair of glasses. Oh, no. No way. Yeah. So technically, this skeleton was on the first floor between two walls. What the heck was she doing? Well, forensics were able to eventually verify, first of all, that these were the remains of Mary Surudy, which was really hard, first of all, because... There really wasn't much left. There were a pair of jeans, a pair of tennis shoes that were in really bad shape. Her clothes were in bad shape. They had the glasses and there was nothing but skeletal remains. It's only been two years. And they were able to do a couple of things. First of all, they they ended up getting some DNA testing. But like I said, it was hard because she really didn't have any family members. And the ones she had were cousins. So it wasn't a really close, Mm -hmm. you know, relative to be able to do DNA testing on. But that's what they did. Part of the research was a video from the homeowners meetings that we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, where Mary was wearing this style of glasses. So they were able to say, hey, this is the same ones that she had in this video. Another identifying factor was a missing tooth, which had been restored just prior to her disappearing. So I guess they were able to just find that this crown or whatever was on, mm-hmm. they could tell that it hadn't been on there for that long or whatever the reason was. The press release stated that there was a relatively new crown on the right maxillary canine of the skull found. Where's that at? It's right here. It's, they call they, A lot of people call it your eye tooth. It's the pointy one, like two teeth over from your front. Okay, so it's the pointy tooth is your canine. Oh, yeah. that's right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dog tooth, mm-hmm. which is why they would call it canine. So that makes sense. Okay. So what happened? Well, that depends on who you ask. The working theory from the investigation is that Mary went up to the attic, possibly to put out food for her cats who had been known to go up there. While up there, the board breaks and she fell into the gap with with such a tight fit that she couldn't get out. So she falls in between what are the odds down, of that happening? Down the, wall, down the hole of the board, and she's now wedged between two walls. Because well, she, she wasn't a skeleton then, so she's, she would have been wedged and wouldn't have been able to move. Now, neighbors have a hard time buying this concept. One neighbor by the name of Roxanne Davis stated that the gap in the board appeared to be about eight inches. She said that Mary was certainly frail, but it's hard for her to believe that a person could step on a board and their entire body would go down a crack that's only two inches wider than a dollar bill. Oh, that don't make no sense. (laughs) She also added that there were a couple of hundred eyes on the house at all times because of the construction going on. Uh And that anyone could look down and see that 
there was this elderly, frail, and vulnerable lady, flat-out vulnerable, in that house. So it's possible that somebody might have done something nefarious and maybe just stuck her down there, hoping nobody would find her for any period of time. So Tracy, do you think it's possible that there was foul play and her body was just stuffed into that hole? I don't see how they could that somebody could stick her in a hole is going with what that lady said, how she would even fit in the hole in the first place. The only way you could stick her in a hole was to cut probably limbs off her. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you make her go down in that hole? But she was down in there. Right. So she was in between these two walls, and there was no damage to the, the walls to have gotten her in there. And this was directly under where the broken board was. I have a theory. And what is that? And I haven't seen, I've seen a bunch of stories on this, obviously, when I was researching this, but I haven't seen this anywhere. So what if she was in the attic? She steps on the board and it breaks and both of her legs go through. Not her whole body, but both of her legs. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, she she wouldn't immediately fit, but she couldn't get out. Right, but... Then decomposition starts. Yeah, the longer she was in there, then... Yeah. And eventually her body fell the rest of the way down the hole. So maybe her whole body was never down in the hole. Well, no, see, that makes a lot more sense. And maybe it was just her skeleton eventually Mm -hmm. found its way down in the hole. Oh. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Can you imagine? Oh. Cops said they found no sign of trauma or foul play in the bones. But a great deal of the evidence was destroyed by (laughs) decay and animals. The area oh. had been rat infested. Oh, you just said the worst thing I could ever hear. I just, oh I just hope the rats didn't get to her before she was dead. Oh my gosh, Jerry! But that's the story of Mary Saruda. Poor Mary disappeared without a trace and was found two years later in a wall that people say that there's no way she could have fit down that hole. Oh my gosh, I believe your what you said is probably the most plausible thing that could happen but that is a horrifying and awful awful story oh mary and there's pictures online if you want to see this of of the actual the broken board um her bones they've got pictures of her skull somebody somebody holding her skull up i guess it's all it's all evidence stuff but there's pictures of her clothes and her shoes and her glasses and what and a terrible thing. So you can, and you can actually see down the hole where the bones are before they removed anything. So they took pictures of all that. So, but you can look this up on, online. I mean, what a terrible way to go. How, who would even think somebody would die like that? Yep. Just and, going and, out and, to try to feed their cats or whatever. And like I said, it, and it all strictly goes because she had nobody. Mm. So there was nobody to come check on her. There was Mary, nobody I to hear her cries. You. So that's her heart. I mean, think about it. Like this woman was talking about, she's old and frail and this and that. She's literally three years older than you at the time she died. I don't consider that that old. No, that's not old. So. Uh-huh. At least she made me with her kitty cats. Well, yeah, well, they, they died because that. she couldn't feed them. I know that, but I'm saying <laughs> maybe they're in heaven together. Well, that's the story of Mary Sorority. And that wraps up today's episode. I'm sorry, Mary.